Welcome to episode 18 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to Iron Man Talk episode 18 with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? Very good, and you? Oh, we just had our first preview start and it was a shocker, so we're on take two. Go ahead, you can carry on with the show. Okay, so in this week in the news we've got some results of uh, Man, which happened over the last weekend. It's a bit of an issue with doping in the game over last weekend as well, which is quite interesting. Um, Ironman USA, which is, which race is it? Uh, Lake Placid. Lake Placid sold out in 90 minutes, so yeah. And I think Matthew was actually talking about that in one of his emails to us. Um, Kiwis continue to kick butt, which isn't really Ironman, because we're Kiwis to put that one in there. We've got a really interesting article, or we're just going to mention an interesting article and showing how they do the drug testing uh, based around what's happened in the Tour de France. Um, swim records yeah the Iron Man swim record has been broken so that's actually a couple of weeks old but we thought we'd just touch on that and lastly just the races coming up for this weekend so let me find my first webpage Iron Man results what about the rest of the show buddy oh yes I'm in a shocker okay high five we've got high five and age groupers of the week plus we've got website of the week and lastly the really exciting thing is Got our interview. Oh. Who's your daddy? Who looks oh. after the listeners? Oh. Well, Cameron Brown is the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and John managed to hook up an interview with Cameron Brown, and it's a really good interview. We've already done the interview. We did it beforehand today. So um, it goes for about 30 minutes, and we kind of tried to ask him some of the questions he gets asked a lot, but then a bit more insight for you guys who are you know, mm. more Iron Man specific. So it was really cool. Eh? Yeah, let's we'll see how that comes across. Yeah, it's we feel kind of special. Um, so, last weekend we had Vineman results. Yeah, so it was a big build-up there, race. Very, very strong field. And, uh, well, it's, uh, I picked it. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I picked it. it. I said Lessing is going to be the greatest. Lessing won it, but what happened was I, I picked Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee was in the lead. About, no, no, you had uh, Lieto. Lieto. Lieto, yeah. I had Lieto. And he was in the lead, rolled his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> so... I've got, I've got, I've got lots of friends around the world. <laughs> Someone tripped him up. It wasn't happy. Put a little stone out there for me, so, <laughs> so yeah. I took the bacon. I think you, you, had, you picked Tim DeMoom to be out there. I didn't yeah. have him. Yeah. So, so pretty good win by Lessing. Apparently, he's uh, focusing on uh, seventy point three this year. I don't mm. even know if he's doing Hawaii. No, no, they're saying that he's not going to do Hawaii. Yeah, and I think it's. I mean, he's tried Ironman. He's done well, but he hasn't done well in, in Kona. Um, mentally, he seems to lose it a little bit. He's a fantastic athlete, and I think he's got the the ability to do well, but. Over a half Ironman Olympic distance, he's he's pretty devastating. So, uh, so to me, that's no great surprise, which is probably why I picked him last week. <laughs> um, Tim DeBoom, it was a good performance. Mm. Uh, Cam Woodoff, a little bit of a surprise there. I remember seeing him uh, that race that uh, Terenzo won earlier in the year, um, Wildflower. Yep. Woodoff got absolutely smashed to pieces. So, um, so pretty good comeback there, and, and he's always in good shape for for Hawaii. Chris Lee, he's uh, it was very close, you know. Between, yeah, it was definitely a strong field, wasn't it? Yeah, between first and fourth, there was. Uh, the two minutes, uh, and then only another couple of minutes back to fifth. So, mm-hmm. so tight racing. Apparently, there was a bit of uh, bunch riding out there, but uh, yeah, some pretty good results. And uh, Dave Scott, yeah, I, th- I thought we'd go faster than that. Uh, to yeah, be honest, coming at four thirty-one fifty. So. so I think he uh, he just beat uh, Kate Major apparently, mm-hmm. uh, who was the second girl. But I actually thought he might go a little bit quicker than that. Um, I just respect the guy. He's fifty-two, so yeah. he's, he's still going pretty good. It's not like he's done anything to sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good to see him back out racing. And I, I don't really know what uh, what he's up to. But um, yeah, it's hard to know unless you've got that insight. Yeah, we need to get all our little contacts out and Boulder wow. to find out what what's going on there. Mm. On the girl side of things, we had Vicky. Becky, 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 Becky Gibbs Lavelle, a short course girl. Uh, sounds like she's been doing quite a bit of short course racing, so rocked up. And, and as we've discussed over the last few weeks, uh, it really has been quite often that the short course people are taking down the Ironman yeah. people, which happened again today. Um, and Kate Major came in at second, and she's been in really good form, hasn't she, recently? Yeah, so she, she's a consistent performer, and uh, you know, she'll be battling to get uh, get on the podium again this year in Hawaii, a th- couple of third places. So I think if she can improve her swim a little bit, be a little bit closer after that. Uh, you know, she's good enough bike and runner to, to go with those top girls, but she's often a bit, bit too far back after the swim. Um, so no no, no great surprises there. Heather Fuhr and Laurie Bowden were a little bit... Um, Bevan wants me to pronounce the name <laughs> of the third one, lazy bastard. 
Natasha, <laughs> let's go with Fio- Fioli. Fioli. Fioli or something like that. Maybe that's uh, she's from Canada, but sort of maybe sounds a little bit, I don't know, Italian maybe. Yeah. Um, so Laurie Bowden, yes, came in at eighth. And here the fewer seven. Kind of slow so, time. Um, so they were a little bit off the off the off the pace here, about 15, 20 minutes off the pace. But uh, I'm sure Jeez, they'll be back. It's the same names that come up all the time, isn't it? Yeah, well, with the chick side of things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're consistently there, aren't they? Yeah. So some pretty good racing there, and uh, yeah, well done to all you guys and everybody else who who got through the Vine Man. Apparently, I haven't done it before, but it's a very nice race. So I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. And the big news of last weekend was Jurgen Jack, Zach, Zach, Zach. Jeez, I'm on fire today, aren't I? Um, he's been done for drugs. Well, it's just. It's just a big week, been a big week overall. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Floyd Landis, um, that news is just, uh, while it was shocking, it wasn't necessarily that surprising. Um, and Although he hasn't been proven guilty, John. Hasn't been proven guilty. <laughs> he wants to be claimed to be innocent until proven, until proven, until proven guilty. But That's also, right. J- Justin Gatlin, the world and Olympic 100 metres. Uh, yeah. Holder, also got getting done for testosterone, and, and I only picked up on this story this morning about Jürgen Zach, so... You've read it in a bit more detail than me, but um, by the sound last week we were talking about he had announced his retirement, and uh, this week he does make the news again that uh, he has has tested positive. So yeah, and the interesting thing is that he's been one of the people who've been really pro mm. into bringing testing into um, Germany, and the, what's basically what he is claiming is that it was in the supplements he was taking, and that mm. um, for that reason that he was unable, you know, he didn't know he was taking drugs, and that he's yeah. been done for it. And if you were to look at his history, he has been one of the guys who's put his hand up and really pushed for drug testing in the sport. So you kind of almost believe that he's saying it. You, you don't know. It's a tricky one. Yeah, you it know. really is. And he was, he's really saying that um, he feels a little bit left in the lurch because as an athlete, the federation doesn't back you. They basically leave you in the dark. Mm. And that you know, if, if you've taken a supplement that has a, a banned substance on it that you don't know about, you know, that's for you to prove, and even then, it's kind of like your mistake. And yeah. how are you meant to know that? Well, I mean, it is pretty clear. I mean, you, you are. No, but he's saying he, the supplements he was taking, it was more that when they were made, they yeah. were, in the process, they may have got some. Yeah, so you do have to be you know, incredibly careful, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard tricky one. one. It? Yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. So you know, we certainly feel for him if it if it has uh, if it is like that. But uh, and and it was interesting as well because he's talking about how he's at the you know he's finished his career now and he feels it's really going to taint his career. Mm. And uh, you know he's getting a lot of you know trouble back home from the media and all that about this. And yeah, you know he feels that you know it's a, not a really nice way to finish his career. So well, it's not. So let's hope that um, if he is innocent, he can um, prove that. Um, but he's still going to have that that cloud hanging yeah, over him. Yeah. You know, um, anybody who takes drugs and if they do get off and um, because they have proved their innocence, um, then then there's always a cloud hanging over them. So. You know, if Floyd Landis does get off, there's always going to be that cloud over him. But I, I think Floyd Landis is, is gone for all money. Um, See, again, yeah. I'm not assuming he's guilty yeah. at all. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just it's an unfortunate thing. And um, it's, yeah. it's a tricky one sometimes. But uh, Well, I, I suppose the key thing is that we've got to get rid of drugs in sport. Yeah, well... It to, doesn't seem to be happening. You're never going to get rid of them, but you've got to try and, and take as many efforts as you can to, to eliminate them and... I guess we've really got to have faith in the doctors and the people that are setting the standards that they're, they're doing everything they can to ensure that you know the people who are guilty are guilty and the people that you know do have naturally high some people say they have naturally high levels of X Y Z yep. um, are not getting wrongly accused. So um, we hope for for the sake of the sport that Jurgen Zach is innocent because he's been a great athlete over the years. On, on that subject, we um, I was just surfing the net the other day at Dig, which if you guys are a bit more techs, everyone will know about Dig. Um, Come out. Yeah. <laughs> but they had a, um, a link to a website where they're talking about what actually happens with testing for drugs. And it was quite a good article. So we're just going to leave it out there for you guys to go read. But we'll put it on the website on www.imantalk.com. And uh, it's basically a science website. And they're really breaking down what it is that happens and why these tests sometimes do go wrong and what you know what they're looking mm. for in a positive drug test. So, And they've really focused on fluid landers in this article. So we'll put that on the uh, show notes and you guys can feel free to go check that out yourselves. Very so uh, what else do we have happening? Uh, Kiwi's kicking butt. 
Well, we've got USA selling oh, out. I mean, yeah. that's not a, not a huge story, but um, we just thought, you know, uh, it staggers me every time I see it, but, you know, Ironman USA sells out in 90 minutes. So you've got to be in pretty quick to uh, to get into the old Ironmans in North America. Down here in New Zealand, we're not quite so so unfortunate. It, it, it seems to be a trend in a lot of the, the oh, bigger yeah. races, doesn't it? Like yeah. Canada's the same, isn't it? Exactly, but it's just staggering, you know. You've got to be in, got to be in that queue or sitting on your internet and hoping like, hell, you've got a good connection. Can you on sell your slot? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, mm. no, I'd be, I'd be very surprised. Because I'm sure that. a lot of people, you know, they get in there, oh, cheapers are going to sign up, so they'll sign up for next year, and then, yeah, you know, as the year goes on. I'm sure there's probably a waiting list, so yeah. if, you, if you pull out, then uh, in sound. So, so there's a little bit of news out there that's selling out quick, and uh, so if you are looking to, you know, obviously maybe do Canada or something like that, it's, it's coming up, so get that uh, get that visa card ready to, to swipe yeah. on the day. Yeah, I'm curious for the people who aren't in the location. So if I'm in, you know, like... Well, I think they obviously have the internet entries, yeah. um, but I do know with Canada, I think I think you do actually have to be there. Uh, it's a little bit different for overseas people, but I think for locals, you actually do have to queue up. Now, we're probably completely wrong. Yeah, no 5Ps here, mate. We haven't prepared particularly well for that one. But if, uh, get some if, feedback from you guys. Yeah, I mean, what is the deal in uh, Canada and, um, and those races? Do you have to be there? Let us know. Yeah, yeah. The Kiwis, yes, back to, back yeah. to you skipping the gun yet again. Yep, yep. Um, we just sort of mentioned our Kiwi girls, um, Andrea Hewitt and, uh, and Sam Warner smoking everybody at the ITU uh, World Cup in the UK, getting first and third, so we just thought we'd give them a mention yep. because we uh, we love our Kiwis doing well. We're a bit biased on that front. Yeah. Um, also, what's happening in the news is that the Ironman swim record has been broken. Now, it's been broken by a guy called Christoph Wad. Rich. Oh, come on. That's, a, that's an appalling effort. What is it? Wanrush. Wanrush. <laughs> Christoph Wanrush. Okay, but he's, he's done a pretty awesome swim. He's come in at 41 minutes and 26 seconds, and he did this in Ironman Austria a few weeks back. Yeah, so it looked like he yeah, had well, a two-minute, 50-second lead out of the water. Wow. So, um, but the thing is, like like we were discussing before the show, um, if you do want to get any of these records, you do have to complete the race. Which is fair enough. So, yeah. So he went on, did 10 hours, 9 minutes, so obviously didn't set the... World on fire on the bike and run. Still, you know, good respectable time, but um, obviously went down from first to 251st. Does it matter? No. I mean, matter. no, no, the record. Like, is it then? I don't really think people care too much about the swim record, to be honest. Yeah. I think people care about the bike and the run record. Yeah. I think the uh, the bike record, say, at Hawaii, there's quite a bit of prestige around that. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, when people run fast times, um, there's a lot of prestige around that. But, uh, you know, um, I think if we if we got some other Olympic swimmers coming along, they'd be able to do that. Um it's, yeah, because uh, it's not the focus really, is it? This yeah. One? So, so well still, good, well done. Yeah, it's yeah. still like it's still a legendary. Effort. I wish I could swim like that. Forty-one minutes. He would have had a good twenty-minute lead on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and lastly, races coming up this weekend. Yeah, so it, it was a bit, it's a bit dry on the old races at the moment in terms of um, Ironman stuff. Uh, we only had the one result we could find last week. I tried to find those results from Finland and and uh, and Sweden, but it was all in a funny language, so didn't have too much luck there. But uh, yeah, we've got some really good, interesting races coming up that aren't actually Ironman races. And if Bevan stops clicking around all the screen, I might be able to tell you about them. I'm trying to find my age group of the week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the first one is a, a race in British Columbia um, called the Bigfoot Triathlon. And uh, I was just sort of reading about it this morning. And it's quite a unique event. Um, by all accounts, and again, my uh, I didn't do my five or six Ps particularly well here, but I read through the article and you're only allowed to enter if you haven't done an Ironman before. And they've set a, uh, a very easy swim course where you can actually stand up if you need to yep. and, uh, and have a little breather. And then the bike is flat and the run is flat. Now, I don't necessarily think a, flat, a dead flat bike is the easiest yeah, thing. I, I prefer a few little hills. They promote it as the British Columbia's friendliest race. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I've never heard of it. I thought it was quite unique. Uh, apparently, you are allowed to come back and race again if you did it the year before and you act as an ambassador. So it's really like just a way of getting people into Ironman and I guess to eliminate that fear of um, getting clobbered by the, the top guys. And um, yeah, so good on them. And good good to see some non-Ironman races out there and, and getting more people into the sport, especially when you we talk about Canada. Um, you can't even get into the Ironman. So, so that's another good one. Yeah. Another one as well in Germany. The second one was another non-Ironman distance race in Germany, the Ostelman, and we're looking at their website and they've uh, copied they've, the M. They've, they've coloured in the M, so it's uh, it's like the Ironman M, so the Ostelman. Um, 
but I mean, it's not surprising in Germany. There's there's so many athletes, and obviously they've only got the one Ironman race there. Then they've got Roth, which is very very uh, popular. So I had a look through, and it looks like they get a, a pretty good field there. What kind of did you figure out how many people actually do the race? Yeah, I did. Um, I think it was about four or five hundred. I think oh, so. It's so so a reasonable size race. So it's got four days. And uh, 15, four days, 15 hours, 56 minutes, 45. and 38 <laughs> seconds to go. Oh, sensational. Still, still start time. So if, uh, if we do have any German listeners out there, go for it on that. Yeah, yeah. And, and lastly, uh, we have a big race. Well, so it's not a big race, but it's a bloody tough race. Is it? <laughs> so the, uh, the Norseman is in Norway. Um, we didn't have a website for that one. But it's a very, very challenging race. Uh, Bjorn Andersen won it last year. And, uh, he Why was is it actually, challenging? It's challenging. Uh, the first thing is uh, they had to change the swim a little bit last year, but you swim in a fjord in, in Norway, which is very, very cold. Yep. So um, they take you out in a boat, and you jump off the boat, and you swim to shore. So a, a 3.8-kilometre swim into shore. And then after that, you've got a very, very challenging bike course, very up and down, um, some really big mountains. And then, uh, then onto the run, you actually run up a mountain, uh, and you actually have to have a support crew. So because it's so challenging, you've got to have uh, people giving you out um, aid because you come you come off the road and you're literally you know traversing up a mountain. And last what kind year, of distances is it? it's an Ironman. Oh, so it's still Ironman, Ironman distance. distance. Wow. So it's it's very very challenging. Bjorn last year was the only person to be able to complete the course because it started snowing, <laughs> and uh, and the conditions just packed in. And uh, so, so he won that last year. And I, I don't know his time off the top of my head, but it was something pretty slow. Wow. It was like, you know, 10 and a half, 11 hours, something, wow. something like that. Um, so if you have got a race where only one person finishes, it's, it's fair to say that it is a pretty challenging day yeah, at the you office. you had a pretty good day if you're that one person. Only. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so we'll look out for the results of Norseman in the next week or so. If you are, if your race organizers listening, get it up there the day after and we can um, announce it uh, on, on, the, on the show. Yeah, so. sometimes they take a while for results to come through, but yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, so that's the news for this week. Age group, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving you out there to dry. Oh, Age group of the week. Of the week. Oh, there just, we go. Leave me in the dust, mate. <laughs> I know who to trust, don't I, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Right, come on, let's spit, spit it out. Okay. How, how have you come up with your age group of well, week this week? Admittedly, I did forget to do my work on my age group of the week. So we've gone on to Ironman Live to choose our age group, and we thought we'd go to the 25 to 30 or 29 age group winner. Now, to be honest, the website was a little bit behind, and it uh, didn't seem to have the results. Pick up, pick up your effort, Ironman, come on. Yeah, yeah. They don't, seem to, they don't actually seem to put as much work into the 70.3 when it comes to the website and stuff like yeah. that, and the athlete tracking and stuff like that. And, I'm not sure. I kind of think that if you're not going to do that, don't even show that you're going to. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like if, if say, okay, if in the Ironman races, yep, we're definitely going to have this, and the 70.3 will have the results up in two days later, because like on the weekend, I was trying to see how the results were going, and I was just getting kind of frustrated with it, because yeah. you go back to the website, and on the website, for example, they have that Christopher Lee has won the Ironman, and yeah. so I was pretty happy because I'd picked him, <laughs> and uh, and then but then I went onto another website and it wasn't the case. So Whereas yeah. with, with the show, we do a hundred percent every time. We do we have perfect preparation. Everything's right. So yeah, so, so take we, we, can, we can be critical here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, but we aren't Ironman Corporation, you know, and we don't make any money doing this, so this get, is a bit different. We're getting there. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, um, so we're going to give it to Greg Albeck. 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 25-year-old from San Francisco, California, USA. Yeah, so, because basically he won the, he won his age group, which is... Oh, um, I think he won his age group. Yeah, okay, group. we're not 100% sure on that, but, um, well done, Greg, it's, I think it's... It's a cool achievement to win your age group, eh? It is. You know, yeah. like it's like for me, it's something I really wanted to do, and it's, it's a challenging. You know, it's a challenging thing to do. And I, and I think you know, obviously, when you're at a level where you do win your age group, you know that's a possibility leading into the race. And mm. um, I know for me, leading into my Ironman, when I, my last one, when I won my age group, was that I didn't want to tell people because I really <laughs> wanted to do it. Yeah. And like leading about three months before the race, I was like, "Yep, yeah, winning my age group is definitely one of my goals." And the closer it got to it, because that was like the hardest thing, of the, the thing I could control the least, mm. I really got afraid of the goal and, you know, but then when I achieved it, I was over the moon, so. It's interesting, because uh, I know on Epic Camp, we had um, one of the older guys on the camp, um, and, and he was sort of asking Scott, you know, what's it like to win? Because yeah. once, you, you know, once you get to maybe a certain age, and, and yeah. you know that, 
you're probably never going to win a race. Yeah. So what is it like to win? And, yeah. and I think um, winning your age group, while it's not being first across the line, it, it's it's similar yeah. sort of feeling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, if Greg, if you did win your age group, yeah. well done. Yeah, you, you are, are our age, age group, group of, of the week. week. Next week, mate, you need to back me with the injury, mate. I'm, happy. <laughs> I'm not happy at all. It's disappointing. <laughs> um, so then what do we have next? we got oh, one, two, three, four, half, five. Yeah, Bevan, gave, Bevan pops me an email last week. Um, I need some ideas for high five, and he says, "Right, we're going to do peeing on the bike." Peeing on the bike. So they're pretty yeah, but, straightforward. Yeah, tips. but well, this is a big thing because some people—it's a choice you need to make yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like me, I'll pee on the bike. You know, I'll pee in the race, basically. I'll, you yeah. know, because I—I don't want to lose time going to the toilets. There's a lot of people who are disgusted by that thought, <laughs> um, which is fair enough, I suppose. We've all got our own standards, but um, to me, in a race, I don't want to lose three minutes going to the toilet, and exactly. so. Um, so it depends on where you're at. If you're just there to finish, you stop in the toilet, that's totally fine. Whereas maybe you are trying to win your age group or you're trying to get a Kona slot um, or getting a goal time where... Uh, I said bugger it. Everybody should pee on the bike. Yeah, pee on the bike. <laughs> Come on. Although I remember the first time I did it, it was it was quite a hard thing to do. Very challenging. Yeah, it's actually go. really hard to do. And I'd never practiced it. You know, you don't yeah. really go out on, the, on your training rides and practice yeah. peeing on the bike. Which is exactly why we're giving it just a few little basic tips. Yeah, um, nice. So number one... Uh, is hopefully you'll know the course a little bit um, before you go into it, and hopefully it is maybe a little bit undulating. But try to wait for a downhill section, um, so then you can uh, just a little bit easier. You can stop pedaling and uh, and just chill out. Yep. So so downhill section is where you want to try and do it ideally. Um, number two is stop pedaling, and also with this one, I found just through experience is actually to have one leg down, one leg up. Yeah. Um, so you, you're stopping pedaling and you're actually having one foot lower and one foot higher and that way it seems the angle just seems to work better. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Working those angles. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, relax. Just just, just yeah, relax. Yeah. Don't worry about losing. Uh, you are going to lose, you know, maybe 10, 20 seconds yeah. um, just by slowing down. But put that in perspective, if you got off the bike and you stopped and went to a toilet, you're probably going to lose, like Bevan said, you know, a couple of minutes. Yep. So, um, you just, you, and, and to be honest, you, you may need to be, go for three P's on the bike. So, yeah. you know, if you add that out, that could be 10 minutes to your race. Um, best not to do it with full, two full drink bottles. Yeah, so, you know, there, there is a little bit of... Uh, if, you, if you're wearing bike pants, it tends to go straight down your legs, but yeah. girls may be a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, if you've... Probably the, not an ideal time is when you've got two full drink bottles. You may get a little bit of uh, overflow there and a little bit of uh, yeah. on, the, on, on, on the, the drink, drink bottles. bottles and, problem, uh, yeah. and that's that's not too nice. Uh, you want to do the last one? Last one. Um, it's a fantastic way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a shock. <laughs> if you've got wheel-sucking bastards behind you, um, don't wait for a downhill. Just let rip and you'll get rid of them pretty quickly. Yeah, you'll lose them. You, Just... you quickly find out. Um, See, this is what an experienced coach can give you. <laughs> Uh, a great way of getting rid of people if it's a nice hot day and somebody's biking along behind you they start feeling a few little trickles of water coming onto their face and they look up and they, <laughs> oh, and they, re- they realise you're not taking a drink we've just gone to another level haven't we <laughs> it's a fair chance to I will, I will give can... a couple more serious tips um, it may take a little bit of time you will stand up in the seat and it, yeah. it, it's not a natural position so it may take a bit of time and you have to put a bit of pressure down in that area to actually get it out once it starts flowing it's not a problem um, whew <laughs> 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 Got to keep focused. And lastly, actually have a, a water bottle. So when you know you're going to go for a pee in the next aid station, grab a water bottle. And then once you've done your pee, because it will go over your pants, pour the water over your pants in the area that where it's done. Um, it's generally water that's coming out anyway, because that's what you've consumed a lot of. But oh, that way, it's, it's, at least it's a little bit cleaner. That way. <laughs> <laughs> keep those hygiene standards up at all stages during oh, yeah. the race. Yeah, definitely. So right, what are next we week's pooing your pants. <laughs> yeah. That has been done once before. Only Not nine, man, but we do have a... A guy, a coast to coast race, and a guy was going for the record, and oh, really? apparently he uh, did just drop his dax and lean over the back of his bike seat and just really? went for it. He wasn't stopping for oh, anything. I suppose you've got the record in place. So uh, yeah, so, yeah, we advise going to the toilet in that department. Yes. So yes. Um, so that's high five for this week. Hopefully yes. we've got something a bit more tasteful next time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Whew. Website of the week.
Now that's what I'm talking about, mate. <laughs> we had the big long yeah, section long of music. intro and music there. No, it's beautiful. So you've done website of the week this week, and I'm just about to look at it. Uh, website of the week this week was tying in with our interview. Yeah, so we've got Cameron Brown coming up next on the interview, and so. We actually forgot to ask him about our sponsors in the interview. We talked a little bit about Try Dubai. Now, Try Dubai is a basically... We, a, pro- a protein. Yeah, a protein, and it's sponsored by... It must be like the Tourism Board or something like that yeah. in Dubai. And uh, what they do have is they have an athlete's blog. And uh, Now, Try Dubai has the best Ironman athletes, doesn't it? They've got pretty much all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like if, if you want... if you want, to, It's a good website just to check out. But if you want to get a bit of an insight to what these guys are thinking about certain things and just hear their words... Uh, they have an athlete's blog on their website. So the website is trydubai2.com, and then you can find the blog page. But we're going to have it, the blog page as our website of the week. And uh, it's, it's really cool. They just basically, the athletes are writing what they're thinking. Looks mm-hmm. like uh, probably Lisa Bentley there, and probably Tim, uh, I'd imagine that's Tim DeBoom. So yeah, it's just the athletes up there. It was quite nice over the last period, they've all been writing about Tour de France, and so... Uh, and just their comments, and it's quite nice to listen to an Ironman's athlete's perspective on yeah. what those guys are up to. So, um, yeah, so check it out, and uh, so that's our website of the week. Woohoo! Woohoo! Check out, oh, if you want to see the website of the week, it's on ironmantalk.com. And remember to click on those Google ads. Yeah, because you haven't been doing much of that. And <laughs> 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 no, no, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, okay, so yeah, so next up, we're basically going to, we're going to not have Coach's Corner this week because we've got a a half an hour interview with Cameron Brown mm-hmm. um, and just want to say big thanks to Cameron for that because you know he, I imagine in New Zealand Cameron Brown's a, a bit of a star and uh, has a lot of media commitments and so for him to put aside you know that time for us was you know we're really privileged to have that um, so a little bit about Cameron obviously we know about his um, background as uh, an Ironman athlete probably since about 2000 he's really been in the limelight um, I've been lucky enough to know Cameron probably for a good 10 years or so um, been away on camps and so on with him so his background is he was an absolutely fantastic junior athlete and uh, there was a, a bit of a crowd of him him Jamie, uh, Jamie Hunt um, Paul Amy Paul Amy's still actively racing as well he won the world duathlon champs I think last year yeah. and also raced I raced with him in France on my team and so these guys were they, they were called the Brat Pack there were three sort of 17, 18, 19 year olds coming up and they were smoking everybody. Yeah. Uh, they were very, very talented athletes. And then Brownie, what he, he went off and uh, at the, just going to test my memory here, 93, yeah, 93 world champs in Canada. I think I've got my years right there. No, maybe 92. 92. Yeah. Definitely 92. It was 92, I remember. Yeah, sure you do. <laughs> ben was even born then. Yeah. Um, Back in '92, he finished actually second in the World Junior Duathlon Champs uh, to Spencer Smith. Oh wow! Um, so that was a long time, and it was it was very close. And then the next year, Spencer Smith actually went on to win the World Tri Champs, the, the elite division. Yeah. So it was a good race by Brownie and old Brian Rhodes actually finished, I think, third that time, either third or fifth. Um, so a few a few blasts from the past there. Yeah. And then Brownie really went off, and he tried to sort of follow the ITU dream, and and and. Um, and did a lot of ITU racing, did did reasonably well, nothing spectacular. Yeah. And really what I think um, broke through, he came and did a few sort of halves and did really well at those. And then he, I think he tried his first Ironman in Auckland, because um, he's from Auckland and that's where the New Zealand Ironman was first held. And uh, he had all sorts of back problems. And uh, he, actually, I th- he stopped for, you know, like half an hour, lay on the road. And I think oh, he really? eventually got back on his bike and he ended up finishing. And uh, but then from then on, it's all been very smooth. He went went down and he finished uh, second at at Ironman New Zealand. I think it was yeah, uh, to yeah. Tim DeBoom. I think became very close to winning, and then uh, then he really started his winning sequence in Taupo and has, and has pretty much won every other every other year. Five years in a row. Yeah. So he has been along around, around a long time, which is when you look at a lot of our Kiwi top athletes that have been around an awful long time. You know, mm. Gimp, Chris Gemmell, Bevan Doherty, Brian Rhodes, people like that have been doing this a long time, and it has taken them um, quite a quite a while for yeah. The, yeah. the cream to rise to the top. So that's a little bit of background on Brownie. He's a quite a quiet, quietly spoken guy. Yeah. Um, really good guy when you get to know him, um, but he sometimes is a little bit quiet. So we were trying to purge as much out of him as we can. Mm. So, uh, so listen up, and um, here comes Cameron Brown. Just, just before we quickly go onto that, which we'll wrap up the show here as well. So, just if you want to go check out the show notes, it's www.ironmantalk.com. Um, we haven't done any email questions or anything, but what we're doing next week, I'm actually off to Auckland um, for next week. So, John and I are going to meet up again this week sometime and just do next week's show. And we're just going to focus a lot on the questions and answers 
Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel we gave enough love last week to the okay, questions. We were rushing through them. We were, so, we were rushing through them, so we're going to spend a bit more time doing Yeah, those. we're just going to go over the questions and answers and really give some more specific questions, I mean, answers to the questions um, in the next show. Um, so that will happen next week. Now, next week's show may be a little bit shorter as well for that reason. Um, if you do have any questions, uh, you probably want to get them through to us sooner more than later because we're going to try to record this probably on Thursday, uh, New Zealand time. Um, and then... Uh, you, so the email is ironmantalk at gmail.com so feel free to email us with any questions there um, John's website triathloncoach.net triathloncoach.net one, co- one thing we haven't talked about today how you, you ditched me today to go training with your, uh, your girlfriend wow you've got to do that mate you know, we talked <laughs> about balancing we, 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 we did talk about we balance about, I woke up early this morning and I was meant to go riding with John and um, I woke up early and my girlfriend was going for a ride and I thought, you know what, I'm going to have some balance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and do you want to talk about the bike race? What, no, she didn't beat me. She didn't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bike race on the weekend. My girlfriend's a really good cyclist and she's progressing heaps. And uh, I did a bike race and I only just beat her. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not going to go riding with her because if she's beating you, no, she's, you're stronger than me. Yeah, and, she's, she's uh, I mean, she'll probably cyclist. kick my ass. <laughs> she's, she's, uh, like, I don't want to digress too much, but she's yeah, she's um, she's doing amazing things in a short period of time. Yeah, yeah so it's pretty cool. And, so she, anyway, and she can swim. She's probably yeah. better swimming Well, I'm trying you. to encourage you, Ironman. I'm saying, you know, cycling's good, but, you know... Oh, man, that's a sport. Yeah. So she's, and she's a pretty good runner, too. So she, she's going to beat you out of the swim, yeah. beat you off the bike. You're going to have a bit of, bit of work to do on there on the Let's run. Let's go for a run, eh? Let's go <laughs> run now. So anyway, we digress. Um, thanks for listening. You guys train well, and we'll catch up with you same time, same place next week. And uh, here comes Cameron Brown. Okay, so on the show this afternoon, we're very happy to have uh, Cameron Brown, who's recently back from uh, taking out Ironman Germany. We're very parochial Kiwis down here, Woo! so... Uh, <laughs> So we're pretty happy to see that happen and uh, and just show how strong New Zealand is. So, so Brownie, you're obviously pretty happy to, to get that win under your belt, I'm sure. But um, going into the race, there was, there was quite a bit of media hype about the fact that you hadn't won a race outside of New Zealand despite, you know, doing really well in Hawaii and doing well in Germany. Was that sort of playing on your mind at all when you went into the race? Um, oh, I suppose, you know, it was a little bit of a, you know, I've always wanted to win, win um you know, I mean, I could have gone to any, any race around the world, and I think won a lot of other races, but I've always gone to the journey, which is I think the the hardest race outside Hawaii, and it's you know pretty challenging. And, and to try and win there is, um, you know, it's like uh, someone coming to try and try and beat me in New Zealand. It's you're you're on your game, you're in home and eating your own food, and it's um, you know yeah. sort of um, yeah, it is very hard to beat the Germans because they are so good. So you know, it's but that's what I love doing. I love going and challenging the best in the world and um, you know the Germans are because you know three previous world Ironman champions so and uh, you know normally there's four or five guys in the top 10 or 15 in Hawaii so it is such a tough race to crack yeah mm-hmm. we, we sort of read the press result, re- reports from the race and it sounded like a bit of a miserable day was uh, we know you had a bike crash um, sort of obviously during the bike league did the rest of the race uh, pretty much go according to plan yeah yeah um, you know, it was it, it, the European summer has been pretty warm, so there was um, first time there's been no wetsuit, so that was um, you know I was hopeful that um, that would you know, be in my favour, but um, I sort of came out in the main group and um, you know Stadler was pretty close actually, and that was uh, a bit of a scare, so he called us very early on and just you know tried to blast everyone away, and um, you know I'm not too sure when he crashed. Um, I think he crashed at about 100k and. I was about um, 70 k's into the ride, and um, you know, started off sort of cloudy for the ride, and then started to piss down uh, early on. <laughs> it's yeah, it's you know, you've got um, um, cobblestone through a couple of sections, and you know, very very treacherous through there. And um, I was coming back into towards Frankfurt, and and um, you know, just thought I'd go through this roundabout a little bit too quick, and um, you know, it was it was a straightforward roundabout, and. A roundabout where you could take it uh, at speed, but um, you know there must have been um, a bit of um, oil on the road, and I just came down like a sack of shit and went straight <laughs> into a roundabout, and and uh, just you know was just cursing in my mind that you know I'd probably wrecked my chances of um, you know trying to win this thing. So I just hopped straight back on and and um, put my chain back on and and um, yeah tried to get straight into it, and um, but you know as soon as I got on my bike I could feel that you know I'd hurt myself and. 
was struggling to push with my left leg, but um, you know, tried to not let it get to me and, and just soldiered on really. Okay, um, you, you obviously go into a race with a race plan. Um, you know, you're obviously of the highest level in our sport. How much does the plan change in a race, or are you really like how much of a plan do you use going into a race, and how much like in these situations, how much do you change your plan as you go along? Um, yeah, I mean, every race is different with uh, the competitors and everything, so. You know, in Germany, you've always just got to absolutely, you know, know that you're going to have a, one of the toughest bike rides and, and have to go as hard as you can, really. Otherwise, you'll be faced with a, a huge deficit. So and that's what I've had in the past there. But, um, you know, this year, uh, my biking's improving every year, and I tried to just really um, stay as close as I could. And, you know, eight minutes was, I knew if it was sort of anything... Uh, you know, eight minutes and less, then I gave myself a real good chance of trying to win it. And, um, you know, that's if I, you know, was uh, able to run sort of a 2.45 to yeah. 2.48, then, yeah, I'd give myself a good chance, and, and that's what happened. So uh, it made things a little easier this year with... with what, what was uh, your actual run time? We, we weren't really able to find it. What was your run time? Um, well, I mean, I got on my watch uh, 2.45, but uh, yeah. in the results it was 2.48, so I don't know. We'll take 2.45. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so will I, so will I. <laughs> Sound, sounds better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I started it straight, straight as I got on the run, and then um, as soon as I crossed the finish line, so I don't yeah. know where I stopped it at all, but um, yeah. it was, yeah, on my watch 2.45, so yeah. Yeah, very pleasing after a hard bike ride, so everything, you know, it's, it's all going well for Hawaii. Were you um, a little bit surprised by that T Timo Brandt sort of being off the front? I mean, obviously we were expecting Sadler and um, you know possibly people like Lothar Leader to be pushing you pretty hard, but um, was he a bit of a surprise or not really? Uh, yeah, oh, Timo's good. You know, he's um, third at uh, Rot last year, and um, you know he was pretty close to um, um, to Ferris and, and uh, McCormick last year in Rot, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's been a top ten finisher at uh, Hawaii as well, so. He, he is, you know, a very, uh, very good athlete. But uh, I think, you know, if I hadn't had a crash, I think I would have been um, with him coming off the bike. So, yeah. um, mm. um, you know, that was just one of the things that, um, you know, that, you know, I was, uh, I was by myself the last sort of um, 80, 90 k's on the ride. So, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, he got away early. So, um, but he, he is, he is a class act. Yeah. Hmm. Have you got, um, obviously now you're sort of getting ready for Kona, are there many plans between now and Kona in terms of racing or is it really just going to be uh, a little bit of a break and then knuckling down back into training? Yeah, no, it's, it's um, as per every, every sort of year, it's, uh, I, I do uh, Germany and then, and then it's you know a, rest, a short rest and then try and prepare as, um, as well as I can for, um, for Hawaii, it's sort of... Sometimes if you race, you know, you have three, four, five easy days beforehand, then another three, four easy recovery days, and by, by the time you've done a race, you know, you've lost sort of a week to ten yeah, days. So, definitely. And all those days are crucial for me, so um, yeah. I sort of tend just to uh, head over to Australia and just knuckle down and, and train as hard as I can. Mate, you should be down in Christchurch. It's oh, 17 degrees it's today. The tropical. Sun's, the sun's shining. It's beautiful. Hey, yeah, um, and there'll be, uh, be minus five tomorrow, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you mentioned earlier how your bike is progressing, like, over the years, you're getting better on, on your bike. What what do you feel has changed to make you get better on the bike over this time? Uh, oh, it's definitely helped having um, Brendan Cameron on board, you know, uh, having an SRM um, monitor, you know, to gauge you know every every ride is very important as well and it's just very precise what you do it's uh you know every, every when you're doing intervals it's um you know you can't get more precise than the srm monitor so um yeah it's just you know exactly what you're doing and how hard to go and so um you know and having his uh you know um so when you do go when you are going out training obviously you know using your power meter are you you're actually going out there and riding to certain power, you know, you're doing power intervals at a certain wattage or are you using it more as a analytical tool so you go out and do your intervals and you'll come back and you'll, you, then you'll sort of download the information or do you go out there and ride to, to a certain power level? Uh, yeah, it's only, you know, you don't worry about warm up and warm down but it's just critical for uh, doing your intervals and um, doing those hard sessions, you know exactly where you, you need to be and and then I'll send it on to Brendan and he'll look and um, see if he has to adjust things and if I'm going better than what I should be or, you know, not 
not so good, then um, you know he, he'll look at the program and, and adjust it. So it's it's just you know I use heart rate as well, but um, you know it's uh, the, the the power meter is just um, you know what I look at first and foremost now. Mm. Has Brendan's approach been a lot different to what you've done in the past? Uh, oh yeah, I think it's it's a, yeah, definitely different. I mean, it's, um, with Scott it was a lot of mileage, and um, yeah, but with Brendan it's um, you know of course you, you use the uh, the power meter, so you, you, it's very precise. Net, but um, you know much of a muchness. You know things are you know there's uh, not one there's there's not a huge secret in, in what you do. It's um, you know you've got to get out there and do the mileage and do do the intervals. And but um, Brendan's knowledge has you know been been fantastic. Mm. Have you got any sort of uh, favourite workouts you want to want to share with the the crowd? Oh, the old you know twenty minute, thirty minute sessions are always always uh, pretty good for uh, Ironman distance, you know. So um, is that sort of twenty yeah. thirty minutes all out, or sort of um, at Ironman pace, or, or sort of? Yeah, no, most most of the time at Ironman pace, you know, knowing that you can sustain it for um, you know quite a long period of time is um, you know, it's no use going out and absolutely smashing yourself and. And not being able to do another one, you know, they're all very much, um, you know, when you're doing three, four, five of them, then you got to know exactly that you can hold that pace and sustain it for um, a period of time. A while back, we were talking to uh, Bevan Doherty, and uh, he was mentioning how he always likes to train by himself. And just wondering, you know, you're an elite athlete where finding training partners may be a bit of a struggle. Do you prefer to train by yourself, or do you prefer to have a group to train with? Uh, oh, I mean, I, yeah, I think every athlete has, has their days where they enjoy being by myself, but no, in general, you know, I enjoy the company of other people and that, and that was, was, it was great, you know, having the base camp over in France, um, you know, you had uh, a lot of other Kiwis to, to train with, and, and especially when you're doing so much, you know, it's, um, you're training 40 hours a week, and yeah. it is nice to, to have someone to, you know, when you are feeling a bit tired to go out and push you, and and just get you out the door some days. You know, I've got a few good training partners um, up in Auckland that you know you train with a lot, and um, yeah, it's just you know you always try and have a bit of fun, fun with each other, and it's um, you know that's that's what it is all about. Sometimes too is enjoying it as well, not uh, not having to think you've got to do a six-hour ride and hate it. Yeah. Do you train with cyclists or Ironmen? Um, oh, a bit of mixture, you know. Um, train a lot. We'll go. A lot of riding with Paul Leach. Um, you know, he's he's um, you know great cyclist, and you know, in his day, he was you know um, fantastic. But uh, yeah, he still gets out there and gets out there with us, and um, yeah, a couple <laughs> other triathletes that I do a lot of training with, him. and then swimming, of course. Uh, Mark Bone, that we um, got a great squad up here, so we do. Um, you know, it's it's all with the the short course guys mostly. But um, you know, it's um, yeah, swimming is just you can't can't do it by yourself. It's just too hard. Mm. Tell know, me about it. Poor <laughs> Bevan's got to work on his swimming. Uh, he's swimming. He's, he's, oh, he's okay. getting there. <laughs> but I am progressing, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. But when, when you're obviously getting ready for um, you know Kona as opposed to Taupo or Germany, is there, is there much of a difference in your build up um, in terms of you know specific sessions, or is there something you focus on a bit more for Kona rather than say Germany or New Zealand? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, in the past sort of couple of years, you know, Brendan's wanted me to, you know, be at sort of probably ninety percent for um, uh, Germany, and um, you know, so you you have your little break, and then and then you can build up totally for um, for Hawaii. But yeah, there always is a little bit of a difference that Hawaii is the key, and um, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the other races are still important, you know, and uh, so the build ups are, you know. Very similar, but um, yeah, the, the, you're trying to maximise what you can out of getting um, to that hundred percent um, fitness level for Hawaii. We obviously, uh, if you can think back a few years, what what was the first year you went to Hawaii? Uh, two two thousand. Two thousand. Obviously, um, it's. I mean, last year was the first year I've raced there, and Bevan's raced there as well, but. Thinking back to that, have you got any, um, you know, maybe a couple of tips for people that haven't been to Hawaii before that are going there for the first first time this year um, that you see that, you know, perhaps mistakes that you see people make every year that, you know, first time? Is there, is there any a couple couple of things you've got for the, for the listeners? Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to be, you've really got to be at your, you know, the best condition you can be for that race because it is just such a, a tough race to um 
to prepare for and, and um, mentally you've got to be you know right up there but physically it, it is so demanding and uh, um, you know yeah I, I learned a lot that that uh, first year I was there you know just the wind and the heat and um, just hydrating yourself and you know I, I blew up um, midway through the run and um, you know I thought thought I'd done enough to to do well but you know Hawaii is a different story it's sort of mm. uh, it's another playing field and you, you've got to um, you know be at your best to, to do well there and, um, you know it's pretty hard coming from New Zealand winter to, yeah. you know, that's why you, you've, got to, you've got to get up there as early as possible or otherwise, you know, like myself, try and train in a climate like Australia. Um, it's a bit warmer. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, you do. You learn a lot from your first race, and um, it's like doing your first Ironman all over again. Yeah, um, yeah, it really is, you know, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know what to uh, expect the next time you go there. And, you know, even if you have a bad race, if you can, I know a lot of people that have gone there and, and not finished. But I think that's, um, I think you regret that because the next time you go back, you still don't know. Parts of like the energy lab, how you're going to feel, yeah. you know, and um, you know, it's it's important just to. I felt pretty bad coming out of the energy lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anywhere else, you know, anywhere else in the world, that you know, you wouldn't even call that a hill, but uh, yeah. the energy yeah. lab coming back, that's it's a mountain, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, at the moment, at this moment in time, it seems to be that the Germans do seem to be producing a lot of really strong Ironman athletes. Do you talk to them about how they train, and if so? Is it very similar or different to what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good talk um, myself and Mark Watson, to, you know, Stefan Volkovic and um, you know Thomas Regal and um, yeah, I think sort of Thomas is on a bit of a downward slide at the moment, but um, yeah. I don't know. I think um, he's sort of done a few things. He's still I think, training the same way he did quite a few years ago, and probably needs to change a few things, but. Um, um, I think everyone's, you know, it's like the short course, you know, no one's doing anything drastic out there. It's, um, you know, you, you do, you have to... Same kind of principles. Do, yeah, yeah, it is, you know. Um, I don't think there's, there's one magical secret out there. It's just, you know, you've got to train bloody hard and, um, and, and, do, and do things right, but um, not neglect you know the small things and you know people think that you don't uh, you just go out there and runs you know run long and long and slow and but um, you know I do a lot of intervals on the track and pick up a lot of intervals on the bike as well and um, yeah Ironman is a, is a, about going fast as well not just about going mm, long mm, yeah obviously one of the, uh, the the things that a few people obviously do do is a bit of the old uh, doping which has actually come up again overnight with uh, Looks like Jürgen Zach has been um, done. Last week we were talking to Olaf uh, Shibustis, I probably got that wrong again, about um, about doping. And really just wanted to see, um, he, he was saying over there that they're now getting tested um, very, very regularly in German, Germany because of um, the, the Katja Shoemaker and Nina Kraft and so on. Are you getting tested very often in New Zealand? Yeah, probably um, every, uh, every Ironman you get tested. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, out of competition as well, you know, they'll, uh, just before Y last year, you know, they came and knocked on the door at 6 o'clock on Sunday evening, so... Oh, really? You know, it, it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's got to be done because, um, you know, um, people like Nina Craft, you know... Yeah. She was, um, you know, it was, I mean, it was great that she actually admitted taking... Yeah, which is kind of know, a first, substance isn't it? And, yeah, 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 instead of um, blaming it on toothpaste or... <laughs> Every other every other excuse that you know comes it's out. My but, dog. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, you know, it's it, it is part of our sport. You know, I, I don't think it's as bad as um, you know, cycling is just horrendous because there is so much money involved in, uh, yeah. in triathlon. You know, if triathlon was like golf, then yeah, it'd be, it'd be a scary um, sport to be in because there'd be I think a lot of drug taking. But you know, um, it's one thing I, I try and just forget about and. Yeah. Because um, you know, um, if you if you're looking at it too much, I think you'll just get wound up up, up on it. But uh, yeah, there it is out there, and uh, I'm sure you know a lot of um, there's a few athletes that would you know risk taking it. Yeah. Mm. Do you have a favourite place in the world where you love to train, like a training location where you like to go and 
you, you can say Christchurch. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I've, only, I've only done that. When was the last time? Probably you can, last I remember time you came down for a camp, a camp probably yeah. in the middle of winter, about 99 or something, yep. we had a camp down here. Yep. That was yep. the only time John I've ever Hellemans. seen you here. <laughs> yeah, John, John Hellemans was making us do um, star jumps and minus, <laughs> yes, my minus five degree, yeah, minus five degree grass. So, yeah, no, I... I I haven't done a lot of training down Christchurch, but probably, I mean, this year in um, the south of France, you know, where we were in Lemu, it was just a yeah, fantastic area to, to train, and the, the, the riding was just you know, absolutely stunning, quite amazing, really. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it just helps when you're doing huge mileage, but, I mean, I, I, I enjoy Auckland. A lot of people don't think Auckland's very good, but, like you Christchurch boys, but um, <laughs> it is, you know. There is a lot of good riding out the back, and you know we've got a lot of great running and a lot of forests and that. So uh, it's just you have to travel sometimes to, um, to to go to places. But yeah, it's always nice being at home. And being yeah, you haven't, you haven't sold me on that train. one. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll stick that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you might get the weather. There. I'll stay up here. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, in the last uh, I don't know, maybe year or two, try Dubai has set itself up, and, and you're obviously a part of that. Um, what are your sort of commitments with them? Do you have to go over there for for training camps, and um, and do you have much to do, or it's really just wearing the wearing the logo and getting out there and, and you know winning races? Uh, yeah, last year we had a camp up there and tried to um, you know help help all the, the local swimmers, bikers, and, and runners, and um, um, yeah, it was amazing to go see the place. You know, it's quite a it's going to be the hub of um, um, that area soon, and it's just amazing the infrastructure that's going on. You know, there's probably 50, 60 skyscrapers going up at one time, so quite incredible place. And um, but yeah, we haven't been back. We haven't been back this year, but um, uh, yeah, it's just about promoting the city and and uh, trying to get people you know aware aware of uh, Dubai and, and that it is, it is a, a young, young, fantastic place to go for a holiday or um, just to, to shop. Yeah, is it? Um, I mean, who actually coughs up? Is it the 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 Dubai sort of tourist council, or is it you know one particular sheik, or or who sort of um, who, who sort of got the ball rolling with this? Uh, yeah, it's it sort of first started um, from the states. Franco Baharotu um, is the um, is the general manager of the Dubai uh, Try Dubai team. And, um, he used to work for Cat Colorado Altitude Tents and. Uh, was um, working with um, Sheik McToon and um, getting involved with him with the, the horse racing and building tents and, and altitude rooms for the uh, horses. And, oh wow! Um, so yeah, that, that's how it originally started. And you know, he su- suggested you know about making a uh, a triathlon team and and um, yeah, so it's been fantastic for the last two years. You know, having having their support and you know they might be a sponsor and been a huge help of um, you know. Yeah. How can they, you know, do this as my job? Yeah, I guess it's an important part, giving guys a lot more security. Well, I mean, one of the questions we often have is, you know, how the hell do pros make money? And, and, you know, we often bring up the example of, you you know, even if you won, say, two or three Ironmans in a year, I mean, that money doesn't really go that far. So I guess um, no, having no, having no, these yeah. sorts of sponsors coming on board is going to obviously help you, you know, the top guys in the short term, but I think it'll probably help the sport um, yeah. quite a bit long term, giving guys some oh, opportunities. Yes, yeah. You've got to, um, you know, uh, yeah, as you said, even winning two or three Ironmans a year doesn't cut the mustard, and you, you've got to have, um, you know, if I didn't have the support, uh, sponsors that I've got, it'd be extremely hard to, you know, to to raise a family and, and try and have this as your job. Mm, no, definitely. Just, uh, just, just one last sort of question I've got. Bevan might have something else to ask, but uh, again, another one of the questions we get a lot on the show is. Uh, why the hell New Zealand produces so many good athletes? And we've sort of given our, our thoughts on In the triathlon it. way. In the triathlon, you know, we've got pretty good depth in, um, at Ironman and obviously the, with, with yourself and Joe Lorne and, and Rhodesy and um, Chris McDonald and, and we see, keep, keep on producing people, Karen Doe's obviously coming through and, and then all our short course athletes are doing very well as well. Uh, can you sort of put your... Um, your finger on the button as to, as to why we are doing so well as a country when we, you know, for a small population? Um, well, I think I think you just look at the um, New Zealand as, as a nation, you know, and, and um, you know you, everyone's so close to the sea, and I think um, you know we're an outdoor nation as well. And I think mm. you know when a sport does well, it definitely helps. I mean, you know, there's been eras of you know first. I think if if we didn't have Rick Wells and Aaron Baker winning way back in the um, late '80s and that and early '90s, it would be um, you know, you need a, you need a sport going well, and, and it sort of uh, it gets exposure, and 
and gets people involved. And um, you know, when I was um, you know a young buck, 17, 18, you looked, I looked up to them, you know, hugely, and it was you know, fantastic having them doing well because then you thought, should you know, as a junior, you could um, you could hopefully someday reach that pinnacle mm. as well. Mm. And um, you know, and then you had you know Hamish come through and um, myself early in those years, and you know, still going now. You got guys like Bevan and, and Chris Gamble and um, you know, now Torenzo's starting to come through and it just needs, you know, only a few few athletes, but, you know, and yeah. the Ki- Kiwi kids as well. Yeah, it's great adventures, isn't it? Some, yeah, and you've got something like 10,000 kids getting into the sport every sort of year and um, getting involved in it, you know, that's going to have a huge effect on the carryover as well. And, um, you know, you look at the women's series and, mm, yeah. and you know, Ironman is just going from strength to strength as well and we'll have a national series you know, this year with Triathlon New Zealand, you know, starting up again, so that's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's just part of New Zealand. It's like rugby, you know, we keep bringing more and more people in because rugby, you know, we do well in it. And uh, yeah. if, you, mm. if, if you didn't do well in it, well, it's like soccer, you know. Soccer, if soccer starts getting a few stars, then yeah. it'll start coming coming up. So yeah. um, it definitely helps having athletes doing well and performing. Cool. You got anything else? Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Cam, you're you're an amazing runner, and whenever I see you run, um, I'm always amazed at just how you seem to float through the air. It's 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 really quite beautiful. But I was wondering, you know, do you do a lot of weights? Because particularly in the last part of the race, whenever that's when I seem to see you running past me towards the finish line, is that I notice you're still just able to maintain amazing posture and a really smooth movement. Um, again, just look like you're floating. Do you do a lot of core work and a lot of weight work, or how do you maintain that position for you know without your body giving up? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I've only started doing weights probably the last or well, since I really got involved with uh, Scott Molina and that, and um, so it's only really been the last four or five years. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been I don't know probably quite lucky with my form and that, and, and um, that's how I've run well. I never used to. Um, you know, run well in short course, and um, you know, Newsom will tell you that that you know, I was, I was never a strong runner, but yeah. I don't know, I sort of seem to. It's kind of um, ironic, isn't it? Because yeah. you're so yeah, strong yeah, now. I yeah. Can, I can, yeah, I can run really well um, long course, and, and um, you know, it's just I can hold my form very well. I think yeah, that, that 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 is the key for Ironman is just um, you know, maintaining your strength and maintaining your form, and as soon as you you see so many people take off early in, in, in a in a marathon run and um, and then just fall apart, their hips go and I think yeah, if you are strong uh, in that mid mid section, then you know, it, it definitely helps. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I think doing the weights and, and um, sort of sport work that I do now, you know, definitely helps me and um, you know pays dividends later on for when people start to tire and, and start to hurt. So one more last quick question. Um, when you when you do a race, what are you what are you going through in the mind? You're like, uh, what do you think of when you're doing the race? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. so many things go through your mind. You know, like last weekend, you know, it was it was just about when I crashed and that. You know, trying to um, you know get your head right and and and, and sort it out and, and try and um, look at catching him again. But you know, you, you're looking, you're thinking about form and how you're feeling and. and how the other guys are feeling around you, and you look at them, and um, yeah, you know, your mind wanders as well. Sometimes, you know, it's a long time being out there for eight yeah. hours to seventeen hours. So, you know, you you look at um, you look at other girls on the course, don't you? Hey, boys, <laughs> oh, we never do that. Never do that. I've never done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got married this year. I don't do that. Oh, okay. yeah, no, never. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got you know, people always say to me, oh, you know, did you see me out there you know, cheering you? And, and because uh, they, they think I'm you know I'm Mr. Pokerface and I don't take anything in, but yeah, you, you do. You, you see all your mates and everything out there and, and, and cheering you. And, but um, you know you still got you, you're still trying to do well in the race, and so you're trying to maintain your form. But yeah, you think about so many things, and you know, I mean, um, you know, yeah, um, it's not not just about um, 100%. You know, people might think I'm all about 100% on the race, but yeah, there's other things that go through your head, and uh, it's too long, mm. too long of a time. I think just to think about, you know, um, swim, biking, and running. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I, look, I, I think about, uh, you know, 
plenty of things wander through my mind during an Ironman, I can tell you that. Yeah. Mm, mm, you Wicked. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I yeah. um, really appreciate it and hope the uh, listeners have uh, We're a bit biased that. on the show because we always kind of plug you. Because we, <laughs> we've got a lot of listeners around the world, but we always go Cameron. So, yeah, so we've certainly, <laughs> certainly got the country behind you this year at Kona and... Uh, We've been watching that that bike improve, and we think you've got it on you this year. So we want to just wish you all the very best, yeah, and um, we'll be yeah, following thanks. you on uh, following you on Iron Man Live, and um, yeah. bring home the bacon. It's going to be the first yeah. time, hopefully, a guy's ever won. We've obviously had Aaron Baker win it a couple of times, but we've never had a Kiwi guy take it in Kona. No, no, so. no pressure, right? No yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you find the pressure? How do you find because obviously you're there's a big expectation on you. You know, you're you're one of the world's top athletes. You know, how do you find the pressure of it? Uh, oh, it was, it was, I mean, in New Zealand, it sucks because there is so much pressure and yeah, it is, it is uh, very, very hard yeah. um, you know, to try and win New Zealand because you know, people just expect you to win, but it was quite nice being in Germany every year to, you know, there's no pressure on me and it's always on the Germans, but um, yeah. in Hawaii, you know, there is a little bit of pressure, but um, you're, you know, it's not as um, bad as when you're in New Zealand. I mean, I'd hate to be an all-black yeah, um, yeah, those guys. Rugby yeah. player, you know, yeah, you know, trying to win, win, win a, 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 you know, against the Aussies or South Africa in your own country because there's so much pressure. But yeah, um, there, you know, yeah, there's the pressure I put on myself. But uh, you try and you know relax, and try and get you know not to put too much pressure on you because it does it takes a lot of energy out of you. So uh, mm, you cool. just got to um, think about you yourself sometimes and just you know. You are number one. Take it, uh, take yeah, it all other in. things in life yeah. as well, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Yeah, and, really appreciate um, it. Hopefully, we'll maybe uh, catch up with you after Hawaii, and uh, you can come down yep. here and show us the, the gold medal. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we're putting no pressure on you. Good work, mate. <laughs> I generally see Cam, Cam every couple of years, so I'll probably see you up in Taupo, if not before then. Yeah, definitely, boys. Yep. No, thanks very much for having us on the show. Thank yeah. you very much. Cool. No doubt. Talk to you soon. Cool, cool. Ken.